0: Hey, Brian. Hey listeners, welcome back. We just talked about Recess Schools Out and the TV show Recess in a sort of conjunction there. And to celebrate Recess, which has a, an excellent and exciting Prisoner of War themed or inspired, I guess, theme song, we decided we would talk about our top five TV show theme songs. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to count down our top fives, Brian. It was tough. We had to kill some darlings. Absolutely. So we've each picked five, and I think we each have some honorable mentions. I suspect you have many.
1: Yeah, I got it down to 10 and then down to five. So I got a few at least to shout out. So before we dive into our top fives, so
0: laying some groundwork with some of our our TV theme show philosophy, the way that we view them, the way we think about them, what we value. So, Brian, when you are listening to, a, a, when you're ranking your favorites or what makes a great TV theme song and what doesn't, what are you looking for? Or I I should say listening and looking for. I assume you're, are you counting the visual aspect or just the the tune?
1: Good questions. I had a few things in my head while I was trying to narrow things down. So, It ended up not making too much of a difference, but I went into it thinking about the visuals were going to be an element of it because I think the visuals are obviously a key part of a TV show and also to a really strong like opener. You're thinking about what you're seeing as well as what you're hearing. Um, The key example of this for me is the theme song to True Blood, the vampire show, uh, which is a song called bad things and the runner in the song is i want to do bad things with you and it's got like all these visuals of like sinister southern united states so there's like gators and like flashes of the kkk and just like dangerous dark bad south And, oh, then there's, like, super-fast time-lapse of a dead fox decaying into nothingness. And just really cool editing. It's a great song. Didn't quite crack my five, but I wanted to talk about it. So, I am thinking about the visuals, although I think the ones I boiled it down to, it it hinges more on the catchiness of the melody. What about you, Dan? What were you thinking vis-a-vis visuals?
0: Yeah, so... I did think about visuals, and I, th- I might have ended up on exactly the same top five if I hadn't accounted for visuals, but there's a special case I'm going to talk about where I think, whether I think about it from the visual artistry as opposed to not thinking too much about that, maybe just thinking a little bit about like the vibes of it, less than the actual, uh, how compelling the visual composition is. Right. Um, there's th- basically I have six and I I just need to choose between two of them for the last spot.
1: I was also wondering what were you thinking about instrumental or lyrical content? What do, what do the lyrics need to provide and are they essential?
0: Great question. So I, I want to circle back to something that you kind of hinted at that to me is important. And that is that when you talked about the true blood how it was about, it showed like glimpses of kind of creepy Southern stuff. And I I haven't seen the show. I think I've watched this clip on YouTube before, but it sounds like it's important, not necessarily for conveying the content of the show, but for conveying the tone of the show. And to me, those tend to be the best theme songs and intros are not necessarily ones that have a lot of exposition in them, but like get you in the mood to watch the show that you're about to watch. That's not to say that I don't have a soft spot for theme songs that explain, that lay out their show, basically. And I guess this is where I'll reveal, as it relates to your question, lyrics versus no lyrics, how much do I care and think about them, is I have broken my top five as a way to kind of like think about it in smaller decisions. Cause there's just so many different ways, so many different types of TV show theme songs, so many different ways to think about them. I picked five genres of TV theme songs um, and picked a, a top tier example of each of them.
1: I was about to do that. I had like a long list, a long short list And was looking at that and was like, do I rank all of these and then go with what's at the top? Or do I break it down into types and pick the best of each? And I was getting close to that. But ultimately, I didn't quite do that. You just picked your five. Okay. Right. Right. Because I think one thing I want to say is there's like cartoon superiority. Like oh, cartoon theme songs are just so good that if you gave one to every cartoon that has a good theme song, you'd like blot out the sun. It's like it can't just be that you got to work in a little bit of like affirmative action for other types of TV shows.
0: Right. Not just affirmative action, but to kind of cross section the different types of TV shows you watch and like the ways that the theme songs enhance them. But I, I agree I have a dedicated, one of my sections is the kids show banger. And I had a hard time. That was maybe the hardest category to pick one because there's so many goddamn good cartoon and kids show theme songs.
1: I was also wondering, what are some other types that you see? What were some other uh, breakdown subgenres you were thinking of?
0: Yeah, good question. So I'll name the genres as I go through them. Okay, that's fair enough. Now, a couple that did not get slots that I think of as sort of genres of TV theme songs. One is the, I don't quite know exactly how to describe it, but I kind of see them together in my head. It's like the short jingly type, usually to a sitcom, but like an upbeat version of it. So then these are instrumentals in my head. So I'm thinking The Office, I'm thinking how i met your mother i'm thinking parks and rec so i probably would have picked parks and rec if i had gone the sort of jingle intro to a sitcom subgenre that's one and then another one is the overly long and like sentimentally upbeat 90s sitcom
1: okay yeah i have this one marked down as the miller boyette theme Which is, so the Miller Boyette Productions, those were Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step. I think they had a hand in Boy Meets World. Exactly. You nailed it. Those are the ones. Yeah, I was cranking some of those in the lead up. And what I thought was special about those is they rarely say the name of the show, whereas so many other theme songs, they beat you over the head with this is the title, this is the title, this is the title. Uh, The Miller Boyettes, it's more, yeah, a sentimental like pop song. Everywhere you look, everywhere
0: you look, is that Full House? Yeah. Or it's the real love of the family. That's Family Matters, right? Yep. Yep. Good stuff.
1: Oh, and Perfect Strangers—that was that's like the granddaddy of the Miller Boyettes. <laughs> Standing tall on the wings of your dreams. These were all playing as we were leading up to this. One other thing I want to say, Brian,
0: I know that we're both aware of this. So back before we started the goods, we were both writers for a website called earnthis.net and we occasionally recorded podcast episodes about whatever the hell we felt like talking about. And then it essentially turned into me and a few others talking about beer a lot. We would just drink beer and talk about beer, but we had other episodes that weren't about beer. And One of them was you and I talked about TV theme songs. Did you, you, first of all, I assume you remember that. Second of all, did you listen to it in in the lead up to this?
1: I did. I I listened to that this past week and it was good to revisit because just to hear that I'd thought about it. And actually today I dug up, I think, like the preparatory notes from that, which I didn't even remember that I had. Mm. And what about you? Did you give it a listen as well?
0: Um, I don't think I got all the way through it, but I did listen to much of it. Yeah, I listened to maybe half of it.
1: So that one, it was like the first 20 minutes or whatever, we're talking theme songs, and then the rest of it is about Community, the TV show. That's right,
0: yeah. Great show. But let's dive in, I suppose. Let's do honorable mentions at the end, just in case one of our honorable mentions is on the others list. Makes sense. So, Brian, why don't you go first? Uh, What is your number five favorite TV theme song? Okay. Oh, and one more question. Do you see a distinction
1: between personal favorites and greatest in this scenario? That's a really interesting question. I think just because we had to narrow it down so tightly, my list is my favorites, I guess, but I'm going to try to give reasons as to why. I like that. So don't just pick the canonical one, pick the one that really speaks to you. Right, right. And I think there's at least one case where, yeah, the canonical classic would supersede it, but I've gone with my heart. Okay, I, I like that. All right, well, here to start us off at number five, I've got a type we haven't quite described yet, which is the old-timey 60s tell-the-whole-story-that-led-up-to-this-point song. And for that, I've got the perfect example of the form, which is The Ballad of Gilligan's Island. I think it's just a towering masterpiece of a TV theme song. Tells the story. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper braving shore. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, as they say. And it's a great example of what's called common meter or ballad meter, which is that poetic meter. And so many songs match it and you don't even realize it until you start swapping around the tunes. So you could do like, doo doo do, 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 amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Oh, man. Always fun to mess around with that.
0: That's fun. I like that.
1: And there's so many examples. Casey at the Bat, A Little Town of Bethlehem, How Still We See Thee Lie. So is that like the rhythm of the words that does that? Yes. Yes. It's the stresses of the syllables. Okay. That's cool. I like that. I did a bit, like a five minute bit on Gauntlet where I recited Casey at the Bat, but each stanza had the melody of a different common meter song. Oh, that's fun. So, join our Discord. <laughs> You'll send it out. That's right.
0: TheGoodsFilmPodcast.com. Come join us. We always have good discussion, and we send out extra links when we post the episode.
1: What's your number five? Or did you have Gilligan feedback?
0: Gilligan, that that was one of my honorable mentions, I just gotta say. I had it on a list, and then I it actually was on my list until earlier today, and then I remembered one I wanted to replace it with, so... Um, my number five the genre is the dramatic mood setting instrumental uh so on a drama one that just gets you in the zone for the show like in the in the right wavelength and i I decided to go with Game of Thrones, which to me is like uh, the the canonical version of this at least from the past twenty years like Just really gets you in that epic storytelling mindset. And it's got this is another one that I think I got slightly pushed over the edge with the runner up for it just because I really like what they do with the visuals where it it's like it is CGI, but it looks like it's this physically unfolding board or like a war map or a board game or something. It's like clockwork or something. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It's like it's almost like a cuckoo, advanced cuckoo clock type thing or something It's like these interlocking parts. And really, just really cool to look at, and like really emphasizes the theme of how everything is interlocked and related to each other in this weird, fucked up dragon political situation. So, uh Game of Thrones, absolute titan of a of a theme song. I I won't shout out my honor like the ones that I nearly chose for this because there is one I nearly chose yeah. in this spot.
1: Yeah, you said we'll save honorable mentions for the for the end, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, we'll see. I may. We'll, we'll we'll see what, where the urges take us. Yeah. On Game of Thrones, I've seen a version or just a YouTube video that uses the theme song. And the person is just singing, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter <laughs> Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. And then, yeah, over and over as it goes. Peter, da, 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 da. Yeah. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage.
0: That one also gets bonus points because it's been... Something like five years since the show ended, maybe not quite that long. And then something like 13 years since it started. And I don't know if a week goes by without me or Katie humming it to each other.
1: (laughs) What about do you have any examples of a great show that has a terrible theme song? Just very or maybe not even a theme song at all. Hmm.
0: Now that one I got to think about. I did not prepare any thoughts. You have one for that, Brian?
1: Yeah. So as much as I praise, it's every aspect pretty is much. Is it Breaking Bad? It's Breaking Bad. <laughs> so the theme song is just, it's, I mean, it's hardly a theme song at all. It's like five notes. It goes, bow, 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 bow. So six notes. That's, that's what it is. That's the theme song. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you can't win them all. You gotta spread the glory around a little bit. Other shows have better theme songs. Now I've been watching
0: Arrested Development, and I can't even
1: hum the theme in my head. Oh yeah, it's like do do. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it either. I can imagine it. I know the opening sequence. Yeah, it's it's going on under the narration. That's right. It's Arrested Development, the story of a man who had to keep them all together. Yeah. That's a funny show, though. I like that one. <laughs> Hot take. Arrested Development is funny. Yeah. Two two white guys in their 30s think that Arrested
0: Development is a funny show. <laughs> wow. Hard-hitting
1: media commentary.
0: We're really pushing the outer limits of podcasting.
1: So I guess then number four falls to me. I have the theme song from The Love Boat. It's just peak... 70s love exciting and new come aboard we're expecting you i want to sing this karaoke on a cruise ship it's just a great so 70s it's got like disco backing you know string section to it that's great yeah let it flow it floats back to you it's love, very good,
0: so for my number four, uh this is where I have my kids show banger. You could almost like rearrange any of my five, just like it's the peak of its genre, uh number one and number two, I feel pretty strongly about, but five, four and three could have been in any order, I think uh Kid's show Banger, too many good ones to count, and I'll definitely shout out some of my honorable mentions. Um, I decided to, like you said, Brian, just follow my heart. And I almost disqualified it because the co-songwriter and the performer has had some bad press, if you want to put it mildly, in the past couple of years. Uh, This is the theme to Drake and Josh. It's called Found a Way," And it's sung by Drake Bell, the co-star of Drake and Josh. And it's really good. It's like a, a, a... high energy power pop jam it's gonna
1: take some time to realize oh i actually do know this song yeah i mean i've seen some drake and josh
0: and it's it just it it works so well for the show because it's already putting a smile on my face because it's this really catchy song and then drake and josh are both terrific physical comedians and so they do like the classic sitcom thing where they have like four-second, if even that long, clips from the sitcom that they kind of string together. But they just have really funny clips because they're all really funny actors. And so I'm already smiling, and it's just a really catchy song, too. So, you know, there's a lot of contenders for the, the kids' show banger, but that's the one I decided to go with.
1: Nice. So I'm somewhat familiar with Drake and Josh. I haven't really watched very much of it, but what it makes me think of is On My Brother's radio show. So one of their many kind of running gags was they would talk about Nickelodeon stuff, you know, Teen Nick and Snick and things like that. And the Dan Schneiderverse shows. So iCarly and, and things like that. And Drake and Josh. The iCarly one
0: is good too. But to me, they are like, Oh, this worked well for Drake and Josh. So we're going to essentially rewrite the same song for iCarly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, his whole universe was kind of like a branching tree. You know, Drake came from the Amanda show and then Miranda was on Drake and Josh. And it's like it's like a growing family. Well, and then
0: Amanda from Amanda from the Amanda show came from all that, which
1: was that the OG Schneider so- show. Mm-hmm. But so then on their hundredth episode of their radio show they did it was like things they forgot to include in previous genres that they'd covered because the show that they did was called something different and every episode they would cover a different genre or topic and so these this was like the overflow episode as the big finale episode and so to represent kind of the miranda cosgrove theme of the show They included a song that was the Victorious cast and the iCarly cast singing a fusion of their two theme songs. Whoa. How could such a thing exist? It's pretty interesting. So um, I think the iCarly song is called Leave It All To Me. Yeah. And then... The Victorious theme song, it had shine in the name. It was like Rise and Shine or Time to Shine. And so this this fusion song was called Leave it All to Shine. And it's like the two casts, you know, teaming up. And it was pretty well done. And it was more so that it was touching because it was like the perfect ending to the radio show.
0: So was it like a real song or was it like an unofficial mashup?
1: It was an official mashup okay. Interesting. So it was really them, like, together in the studio singing this fusion song.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. (laughs) And very weird, like your brother's show, so, you know, fits the bill. All right,
1: number three for you, Brian. Number three, I have Animaniacs. So, a cartoon. Not my last one. Not my last kid's show. And it's just really well orchestrated. So, like, even without the words, I mean, there's some clever rhymes and fast-paced witticisms, and Bill Clinton plays the sax, but even just listening to the orchestra play it is really, like, well done. And the whole Animaniacs project I find pretty impressive, that they... We're like, okay, we're going to design a whole family of like Looney Tunes characters or like the Jay Ward productions, you know, um, Rocky and Bullwinkle and George the Jungle, where you have a half hour show. But it's broken up into these little segments where each segment, it's like two or three characters who have a recurring bit, you know, like Roadrunner and Coyote or Sylvester and Tweety and... In Animaniacs, that is Pinky and the Brain, or Yakko, Echo, and Dot, or lesser ones like Katie Kaboom, or Good Idea, Bad Idea. I was going to
0: say Good Idea, Bad Idea.
1: Yeah. And it's all, you know, interesting. Some shine brighter than others. Love Good Idea, Bad Idea. So some segments, even like Pinky and the Brain, had their own sub-theme song. But... Just good music in this series. Great pick. Great theme
0: song. Where are you at for number three? My number three is my premise explainer. So this is where I had uh, Gilligan's Island penciled in. Um, I, I won't say all of my other considerations just in case yours is coming up too. And I'll just say the one that I landed on, which is the Muppet Show theme song. It's time to light the music. It's time to light the lights whatever the I don't actually remember the words but we you know what I'm talking about right and I think it uh it's just very jovial and high energy and it gets me pumped for the goofy backstage meta elements of the the show and and just kind of the the quirky attitude of it and it's just it's like the kind of song that could be a standalone single very catchy so.
1: So about that, on my small screen 66, which was this list I drew up of TV shows I was going to write blog posts about and then mostly didn't, but some I did, I had the Muppet show at like number four. Oh, wow. I have a ton of respect for Jim Henson broadly, but I really liked The Muppet Show and just how they would have different performers on every week and kind of build the bits around them, but just always the excellent puppetry on display and often a lot of fantastic music.
0: Yeah, I would say that was a factor in me choosing The Muppet Show as the theme song. I know it's the theme song specifically, but The Muppets, of course, did music in general so, so well. That almost like a hat tip just to that in
1: general. So that's what I have at number three. I think did Harry Belafonte just die? I think he did. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was watching clips from the Harry Belafonte Muppet show. He's got this song that he does where there's like um, African puppets. Okay. Like they're kind of like the masks that you might see like hanging on a wall. And so he's singing this this folk song with these masks. And then when Jim Henson died, he came and he performed the same song at the Jim Henson Memorial Service. And so I, if you've never seen the Jim Henson Memorial Service listeners, go watch that because it's, it's just a really well done. I mean, it'll choke you up, but it's like all the performers coming and they perform.
0: You gotta pick it for the goods sometime, Brian.
1: Maybe I should. Too sad an episode, maybe. <laughs> Too sad for me. Okay. So you say this one is your premise explainer, but what actually is it then? Oh you oh it was Muppet Show. Yes.
0: yes.
1: Great. Alright. So on to your number two, Brian. Number two? I've got another cartoon. I said it, I think if it was included, I don't know, uh, from last week's episode, but it's the Pepper Ann theme song. And Pepper Ann is like a forgettable program. She's girl dog. But this theme song is so good. Like, I'm going to undersell it if I sing it, but... It goes. And then anytime you got like a good key change, because then it like goes up higher, I think that is really imperative. Like that's going to boost you if you get a key change in there. I love a good key change.
0: Yeah. If you can fit one into a TV theme song that's impressive that's like it's really amping the energy
1: much too cool for 7th grade
0: does it have does it have lyrics or is it, it just a, okay
1: yeah who's that girl what's her name is she cool is she lame oh you're talking about what's her name Pepper Ann. is she lame is she cool is she breaking every rule is she anybody's fool Pepper Ann. Like. good stuff it goes hard Okay, Dan, we're getting close. What's your number two? So this is the one where
0: I'm just going to almost count it as two. Like It's kind of like when our very first top five, you picked Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 for one slot because it's like depending on the way you look at it. We'll say the second one that I'm going to say is actually my pick. But honestly, these are like two of my three favorites. So the genre is a pop song that's turned into an intro that sets the mood for the show. So the one that if we are not looking at visuals and just the music and maybe just the mood, like not really thinking about the artistry of it all, would be the OC. So the song is California by the band Phantom Planet. California, here we come, right back where we started from. And then it kind of turns into some angsty guitar stuff after that, which... Sets the tone just so perfectly. Because first of all, being in California and the Californianess of it is very important to the OC. We talked a lot about the OC in an episode not too long ago. It was our New Year's episode. I brought an episode of the OC to the, the table. But it also has like a blend of kind of like some carefree nostalgia warmth almost to it that kind of turns real angsty and dramatic as the song builds. And then... It's mostly just like clips from the show, but they intersperse it with this shot that's actually from the pilot, but they kept the shot for the entirety of the show's run. And it's this clip of Ryan, one of the main characters, basically riding from the poor part of town to the OC. And he's just kind of soaking in the beach and the beautiful houses. And you just kind of see him leaning into the glass of a car window looking out. And just kind of soaking it all in, and that image is perfect, but it doesn't really do anything. It usually just shows like clips for the rest of the uh, the intro. But uh, one of my all time favorites for a show that I have a eternal soft spot for, that is the one that I would have chosen if this other show didn't exist. Oh, anyway. so that you didn't pick that one? No, that's the one that that I almost picked. Wow, this is where I'm doing my cheat. The one I did pick is, in my opinion, the greatest TV show of, man, I don't know how far back you'd have to go, but uh, one of my favorite shows of all time, probably if I did my own top small screen 66, it would rank like around four or five. And that is the HBO drama, The Leftovers, which is a incredibly weird, but like incredibly touching show. It basically follows this community after the rapture happens, basically 2% of the world disappears and just like on a dime. And that's how the first scene of the pilot is everybody disappearing in the immediate chaos, but then it does a time jump three years in the future. And then the rest of the show is three years in the future. And it shows the ways that like the society has not entirely recovered and certain things are still broken and certain people are still really broken. And, the first season, it had this really kind of heavy and dreary opening theme song that was just like... Drawr! Tones. But for the second and third season, they picked some this really beautiful th- uh, theme song and they redesigned the intro for something that much better tonally fit the show, especially as it kind of found its groove. Like The second and third seasons are much better than the first season of that show. But it's the Iris Dement tune... Let the mystery be. And she's this kind of, I don't even know what genre she is. She's like kind of country ish, folkish, with a singer songwriter element. And she's just singing about how she doesn't quite know what's going on with the w- world. And the chorus is, guess I'll just let the mystery be. And because that's kind of in line with the show because the show is like, nobody knows why these people disappeared. And that's part of what haunts everyone is why do these people disappear? They don't have any answers about it. And what I really, really love about it is it shows photographs and they actually got the cast and crew to turn in photographs from when they were kids. And what they've done is they've like selectively edited out people And like put in like weird astral starry effects where those people were. And then it shows different photographs, like with these kind of void spaces where people were. And it really emphasizes the concept of someone disappearing, a real human just being gone, and like the way that that kind of ripples out around them. And it's just got this kind of weird, kind of sad, but sort of almost playful um, and almost sentimental thing to it. It's just a masterpiece of an intro and, um, I absolutely love it. I think it's, I think it's, uh, just terrific for, for an all timer show. So that's the leftovers. I don't know. That's probably too long for me to force you to watch it for one, one episode, Brian, because it's, they're close to an hour and the first season and second season are 10 episodes and the third season is eight episodes. So that's like 28 hours of viewing. That would be probably a, a bridge too far, but, uh, Maybe I'll find a way to, to sneak it into the show at some point.
1: You've talked a little bit about that show before. I have never seen it. It definitely sounds intriguing. That's my number two. My two-part number two. My cheat. So, so what? Let's hear it, Brian. Number one. All right. Number one. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Number one. Best theme song. And this is solely because of the face-melting guitar solo that kicks it off. <laughs> I don't know if there's 16th notes or 32nd notes or 64th notes or something, but it's the <laughs> and, like, that is a glimpse of divinity. <laughs> the whole thing is great, though. Yeah, yeah. I... Go, go, Power Rangers! They know the fate of the world is hanging in their hands. They know to only use their weapons for defense. No one can ever take them down. The power rests on their side. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff. It's,
0: it is great. We talked about that when we did the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Great pick. My favorite thing about it is the producer of the show claimed a co-songwriting credit for it. I do not believe that he actually wrote it. That's the guy who's... Is that Haim Saban. Yeah, Saban, The Israeli uh, producer. Excellent pick. All right, number one. This genre is the the upbeat ditty with lyrics. So this is the with lyrics edition. So many great examples uh, now that I know it's not in your list, I'll go ahead and say my one of my runners up for this is Friends. Easily could have been here, but I'm going with. To me, this is the goat. This is the the top of the hill, and there's some distance when you go down. And that is Cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Dun, dun, dun. It's just a perfect song, and it's like the quintessential funny but also kind of sad when you listen to it and think about it that perfectly fits cheers at least in its first couple seasons
1: i've always wanted to do this thing i don't know it's not a gag that could sustain a very long film but i want to do a short bit with a bar that's frequented entirely by share impersonators called shares (laughs) and the theme song is Sometimes you want to go where everybody's got you, babe. (laughs) Clever. I I think that's
0: the entire... I feel like that could be a tweet. I don't know if you need to uh, do uh, an actual skit around that. That's
1: right. Well, some good songs there on the roster. What were some things that slipped through the cracks, Dan? What were ones that were in your mind and on your heart? So just to quickly cycle through a couple of my genres...
0: My dramatic mood setting instrumental, I almost knocked off Game of Thrones for Twin Peaks, which is that really long, moody, mysterious one that just has shots of the waterfall and the nature and the hotel around where it was shot. And you went there not too long ago, Brian.
1: Right. I kind of recreated a little bit that opening for my Twin Peaks gauntly episode. I couldn't find a log mill like a... There's a lot of time spent on the saw blade. Yeah, I couldn't find one of those. But at the waterfall, I recreated some of those shots and I went to the same place on the road where the sign is. And rest in peace, by the way, Angelo Battalamenti, or however you
0: say it. He's the guy who was the composer for that song, all of Twin Peaks. And I think every single subsequent David Lynch film to date, he, he died either earlier this year or late last year. The Laura Palmer theme, which is not the main theme song, but is like a recurring theme, is one of my favorite pieces ever composed for TV or uh, movies even, I would say. It's a really lovely thing you hear throughout that show. Um, All right, why don't you throw in an honorable
1: mention, Brian? Okay, so I kind of just want to blitz through these. Okay, sure. So I did have my True Blood entry at number 10, then, number nine, I had The Funny Things You Do, the theme song from America's Funniest Videos. Oh, my God. If I had thought of that, I might have made my list. Because you're the red, white, and blue the Oh, funny the funny things, things you
0: do. America, 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 this is you. Should be our national anthem, easily.
1: They had that on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. There's a character, they're like, sing the national anthem. And he starts singing that. <laughs> o- honorable mention. That was 10 and 9. 8. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego by Rockapella. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? She'll stick them up down under and go pickpocket Perth. She put the miss in misdemeanor when she stole the beans from Lima. Just rapid fire... Geography puns by this acapella group who also has a killer cover of the Folgers jingle. Yeah, a, g- a great piece. We, it's been much discussed between me and Brian. Yes. Number seven, DuckTales. This, I think, was the canonical, like, cartoon banger that probably should have been slotted in where Pepper Ann is, but the heart wants what it wants. Yeah, yeah, for sure respect it and 10 9 8 7 6 yep that was it oh i left out one sorry i knew i miscounted number eight so seven was carmen san diego six was ducktales eight was the greatest american hero theme song believe it or not i'm walking on air i never thought i could feel so free flying away on a wing and a prayer who could it be believe it or not it's just me that's kind of in the miller boyette camp it's like a great song that never actually says the name of the show (laughs) believe it or not george isn't at home so there we go those are my honorable mentions kind of scattershot but what do you got left on the table dan so uh,
0: Kids Show Banger, the, the Scooby-Doo theme song. And also there's like multiple good Scooby-Doo theme songs.
1: I was right there with you that there's like multiple. I mean, there's like 15 Scooby-Doo theme songs, several of which are quite good.
0: Yeah, I would probably go with the OG. But if if I were following my heart, I would do a pup named Scooby-Doo, which I really love. scooby doo be doo scooby doo be doo sung by Ray Parker Jr., Oh, of Ghostbusters! Wow. Yeah, hey, could you do better than that? Yeah, that's a good get. Yeah, and I, yeah, I shouted out uh, f- Friends for the the upbeat ditty with lyrics. You could go real deep on kids' show bangers, though. I mean, um, even Bluey. I like. I just Bluey gets me excited to watch Bluey. It's not an all timer It wouldn't make my list. But when I was asking my my wife, "What are theme songs that make you excited to watch their shows?" and Bluey was the second one she said. After Game of Thrones. So respect there. But yeah, I mean, I I feel like I could just like look at a list of great TV shows and be like, oh, yeah, that's a great that's a great theme song. I feel like it's a pretty high correlation that if you're going to have a great TV show that you probably stumbled into a great theme song. Mm -hmm.
1: Real quick, my bluey thoughts. I did recently marathon the whole thing. Um, I feel like it would definitely mean more to me if I had kids, which everybody who's a parent right now, like really loves Bluey. It seems it's terrific. Yeah. And, but overall, I thought it was quite good. And I thought the best thing about it was that it's never the same, which is rare in TV shows and almost unheard of in kids shows.
0: Great call. I love that about it too. That's, that's a very good
1: point. They always mix it up with something new. Did you have a favorite episode? I found that ones where it was with the like classroom of kids tended to be good because the episodes are so short. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you fit meat into that? And it seemed like they would usually do a good job. Like There could be like 10 characters doing something and like everybody would have something to do and you wouldn't feel cheated yeah. over the course of those 10 minutes. And that always seemed like a feat. Actually, the best episode was the one, I think it's called The Bins, and it's about Bandit taking out the trash each night and like the interactions that they have with the neighbors. And it's like over the course of, I think it was a summer. Of course, in Australia, they're upside down. The seasons are backwards. So who knows when it really is on the calendar? (laughs) But it's like warm nights and just the interactions that they have because um, Bluey keeps saying... Like, every night that they walk out to the trash, she's got some new job. She's like, Dad, when I grow up, can I be such and such? And um, the dad says, Sure, if you want to. And then the last cycle out to the trash is Bluey says, Can I be like an inventor or an engineer when I grow up? And Bandit says, Sure, if you want to. And she says, Oh, great, I'll invent Something that'll take the trash cans out for you and you won't have to do it again. And he says, oh, I hope not. Like, just that this is a, bo- a moment of bonding. Yeah. You know, it's an interaction. It's just a human experience. And don't take the human experiences away.
0: I don't think I've seen that one, actually. Uh, there might be
1: the... I didn't get all the way through season two. It was pretty late. It was pretty late in it. Yeah, there's three seasons up on, on Disney+. Plus. So
0: with the caveat that I've only seen the first two seasons and I might not have even seen the entirety of season two, the the one that's called Sleepy Time, which is, uh, it doesn't have too many words to it, but it's scored to Holst Jupiter. And it's about during their bedtime routine and after they've gone to sleep and like the kids bothering the parents and the parents trying to get the kids back to sleep. Meanwhile, uh, Bingo is having this dream that kind of ties together the books she read before bed and like what's going on in the outside world. And she loses her bunny, her toy bunny. And it's of course a metaphor for growing up and like distance from your parents and being on your own. And it's just got this just a uh, four hanky tear jerker of a, of a closing bit. That's utterly perfect. And it also is very sentimental to me because when I watched it with my three year old, she just was like inconsolably sad for Bingo losing her bunny because she has her own bunny and she's three years old. And so I think Bingo's supposed to be four or five. I'm not sure, but it's like she could very much empathize with Bingo and like it hit her very
1: powerfully. And to me, that was very evocative. That's another thing that's kind of cool is they're not afraid to have the characters age like by the third season, both of them have had a birthday. So they've gone from like, they've like turned five and seven or something.
0: We're kind of losing the the thread here. This is good. I always like listening to and talking about and, and thinking about TV theme songs. So I'm glad we did it, Brian.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, we may have gotten off track, but that's the end. That's all we needed to do. We did, we did the five. So here we are. Yeah. And then
0: I... uh I I teased at the beginning of our recess episode that I had a surprise on brand change for the show. And so here's where I will announce it and debut it. But I, Brian, I commissioned a theme song for us. I wrote the lyrics and I found a composer I liked online and I hired him to write a theme song for us. And, um, Here it is. You're going to hear it. So there's a long version. There's a short version. We're going to use the short version on normal episodes. I'm going to play the whole long version now. Um, It has a second verse and second chorus. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to say we're going to keep it for at least a year. And if we still are digging it, then we'll keep it for as long as we want to keep it. But we got to at least let it have its time to shine. And I would love to hear what everyone else thinks about our new theme song, For the Goods, a film podcast. So, Brian, before I I play us out with our new theme song, why don't you tell us what we're going to be watching next week?
1: So, Dan, we're going to kind of sandwich your birthday special around a little bit. I know it's coming up. It's like early June, right? Just a couple of days away? That's right, yep. Okay, well, happy birthday, but I know that you've got like a big event plan that's going to constitute an upcoming episode, so... We're we're going retrograde a little bit. The the calendar is is wonky. We're going by lunar rules or something. Uh, but more Dan birthday to come. In the interim, the real Dan's birthday will occur. But in the meantime, here's what we're going to watch and talk about. My next pick is a movie from the 1950s. It's a comedy set in the Middle Ages, and it's called. The Court Jester. Oh, man. Starring Danny Kaye. It came up on my top 100 films when we were retrospecting those a little while ago. So that may give some clue as to how I'm going to feel about it. But I've been waiting to talk about it for a while. I've been really wanting to watch this one.
0: Actually, like, it's kind of funny. Like, two weeks ago, I was just clicking through things on Letterboxd, including... I made a list of your, your picks of your, your top 100, and I saw that. I was like, man, all of a sudden this is calling to me right now. I, I kind of just want to turn it on. But then I, I thought, no, I think Brian said he was going to pick it at some point. So I'll, I'll wait for him to pick it. And it's it's like you're reading my mind, Brian.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that we're simpatico on this. It feels like it could be a good summer pick. I don't know why I think that. I'll dig into it maybe a little more by next time we sit down and talk.
0: Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, happy birthday, Dan. Thank you very much, Brian. And listeners, thank you guys very much. I think this was fun. And you know what? I soft-pedaled it a little bit. I think our new theme song is a banger. I'm, I love it. It's specifically kind of spy-themed, so uh, hopefully you'll grab those vibes, too. You know, I don't know if it would make anyone's top five
1: list, but, you know, maybe it would. At least I, I would kind of consider it there. I mean, I didn't say it, but I was thinking, do I throw the Gauntlet theme song in or the something different theme song? That would have been, man, I should have, I should
0: have uh, mentioned Count Gauntlet because that is, I like that your your show always had a reliable theme song that you could, I I guess you didn't do it every single episode, but I always liked it when it was there.
1: Yes, very much the story song explaining the premise and I used common meter. So Uh. there you are, listeners. Well, here we go. With, with no further ado, the new The Goods,
0: a film podcast theme song. Here you go. When the screen starts glowing and the film starts rolling, you want to be knowing
1: what you might be in for. So give the show a listen and front of what you're missing. Put yourself in position for the air catch score. Insane, saints, oh misunderstood.